Hey friends, Insta Disney Dad here, and welcome to episode number four of my podcast. I'm I gotta tell you, I'm extremely excited about today because I have my first special guest on my show here today. Troy Sandy's gonna be joining me here, and we're gonna talk about definitely more than just a couple topics. I think we're probably gonna get a couple episodes out of this, so please make sure you're subscribing, you're tuning in uh, every week when we release these uh, shows. And actually, you know what? As a weekend uh, surprise, I might release more than one episode, so I'm pretty excited about this. But before anything, obviously, make sure you follow me on Instagram at InstaDisneyDad. Your support, your likes, your sharing, your comments, concerns, etc. That gets me excited and that gets me ready every week to put this show together. So, without further ado, I think we should kick off this week's episode of the Insta Disney Dad Podcast. So, here we go. You are listening to the Insta Disney Dad Podcast. From Disney tips and tricks, must-dos, product reviews, special guests, and more, this is your weekly destination for everything Disney. This is the Insta Disney Dad Podcast. I want to welcome Troy to the show. Welcome, Troy. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, and I mean, for those of you that don't know, I, I, I referenced Troy in my previous episode, episode number three, as where I think Troy actually is probably a bigger Disney fanatic than I am. And that's a huge, huge compliment. So, Troy, make sure you take that compliment with pride. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, I will say I am a huge Disney fan. Uh, but that being said, I'm always learning something new. And I think that's half the fun of Disney. Um, and that's why I follow your podcast and follow you on Instagram. So that way I learn from you just as much as uh, you can learn from me. Absolutely. And I mean, we have the opportunity, I mean, with, with this uh, network of people, with social media, with the power of just being able to communicate with each other with the click of a button, basically, we are able to share our, our news, our excitement, or you know, even tips and tricks, which a lot of these items come from for the show. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think one of the things as we go through this uh, that you'll hear from me and I know from you as well is it's all out there. It's all accessible. Um, and crowdsourcing information when it comes to Disney is one of the best places that you can go. Um, so it is. It really is at the click of a button. And doing it now versus my first trip uh, several years ago, we won't say how long ago, uh, it's a lot different <laughs> and it's a lot better. Yeah, and and Disney's always constantly changing. I mean, the, all the announcements at D23 as well. I mean, that's going to give us more and more and more to talk about and also more and more for everyone to contribute to conversation as well. So... Speaking of conversation, I think we should get to uh, I think we should get to uh, subject number one, right? Absolutely. Let's talk about the holidays. Absolutely. So, subject number one: holiday events. And we're going to talk about the two different uh, kind of this time of the year. It's either going to be Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween or Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, right? Absolutely. Uh, both of them are great events. Uh, but let's talk about uh, sequencing of events and what's coming up right now. Yeah. So, uh, my wife and I had the opportunity to. And uh, this isn't the first time we've done it, but we've attended the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween. And it is definitely one of our favorite events to attend here. And like I said, uh, before episode three, if you haven't listened yet, make sure you take a quick listen to it because we got a lot of great tips and tricks on that one. But my wife and I love Halloween. I think almost as much as we love the holidays as well. But we love getting dressed up. We love being engulfed in all of the stuff that Disney has to offer. And it's and it says it right inside of it. I mean, it's not designed to be scary. It's designed to be something that's pleasant for families, kids, peaks, basically people of all ages can attend it. 
And one of the cool features about it is you're actually able to dress up which normally you're not able to dress up when you would go to uh, the Disney parks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's one of the things that makes that un- that event very unique uh, and very exciting. It, it is the fact that you're not just experiencing it by watching it. You can actually partake in it. And, and Disney doesn't allow you to do that on an everyday basis. So I think you do have to take advantage of that. And, and I know for, for us with our kids, um, they really like to see the characters and the costumes that are there. But to be embedded within that and not be scared. Um, my kids don't like scary. So it is the perfect mix for them. Yeah. And I mean, and they do a lot of cool different features, too. So, for example, like the rides, uh, Haunted Mansion. They add little extra things, and um, Space Mountain uh, is extremely cool because it is completely in the dark. Uh, you go through that ride, and you're going through uh, basically space. You know what you call it as a part of the ride. There's typically stars in the ceiling, and you can actually see a little bit. You can't see a lot, but I mean, this ride is completely dark from the minute you get on the ride to going in the vortex. You know, it's either going to be blue or red, and it's just and it's completely just blacked out. It's it's exciting. And let's not underestimate the fact that there's a lighter crowd, too. So, you know, that is part of with these events. Yeah, it takes a special ticket, but you get a little bit more access to those things, too. So you're getting the, a two-for-one. You're getting experiences that you don't get during normal Disney hours, but you're also getting it at a little bit less stress level with the crowd in there as well. No, you're absolutely right. And one of the, one of the coolest things, too, I mean, we get so much candy when we go to this thing. <laughs> we we came back this time with a roll-on bag that we ended up checking. It was 33 pounds of candy from this not-so-scary Halloween. That's not free after you pay for baggage. No, it's not free after you pay for baggage. And I even get free bags for Delta. They're like, ah, this one we have to check and it's going to cost you. First bag's free. <laughs> do you still have some of the candy? That's the bigger question right now. I definitely now. got the candy. Actually, what we do is, so like I said, we're huge Halloween people, so we not only decorate our house, and I'll definitely make sure to post uh, this year's decoration um, uh, and how we actually decorate it, but I mean, we have projectors, moving lights, fog, like all the special effects, and we light this thing up, but the candy that we're actually giving away is the candy that we get from Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween events. You're giving it away. You could charge a premium for that. I don't know why you're not capitalizing on that. I'm trying to, but my wife just says, well, we already paid for the ticket, so let's give it. So. Well, <laughs> well that's, that is nice. I will say, though, I mean, your guys' love for Halloween is about like our love for Christmas time. Yeah. Um, we are big um, at our house about decorating with Christmas lights uh, to the tune of music and animated shows. So, so I think, you know, that kind of leads into the other big holiday event that goes on there as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we actually have not as as much as we as we've been down there. Uh, my wife's birthday is in December, um, and we end up getting you know kind of tied up in all the holiday stuff. So we've never been able to make it there during the actual holiday season. We've gone to Disneyland after uh, New Year's, and we've seen you know still the decorations, etc. On our way you know to Hawaii or something. But we've actually never been there beforehand. And I think there's a different element. When you're actually experiencing it before the holidays or during right during the holidays than there is afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. So we've we typically are in Disney World around Christmas time. It's sometime in December, sometimes into January. So we've been there as early as the beginning of December around the holiday season and as late as Marathon Weekend, which is where um, they really start taking the things down is after Marathon Weekend. And I will say last year we were there over the week of Christmas. And it is a different feeling to be there at the holidays. Um, but with with the Christmas celebration, 
Um, it is very cool to see a lot of the floats repurposed for the holidays, a lot of the costumes repurposed for the holidays, uh, and the Christmas lights. And, and you get to see Santa at the end. So um, for us, you know, that that is one of the things that we cherish the most. Um, we also like the holiday treats. They roll out a few special things. The gingerbread cookies during that time are really unique mm, and really great. Yes. Um, I actually was just reminded uh, before I, I came to record this with you uh, that we need to go back so we can get more of them because there's a withdrawal in the household right now. <laughs> Yeah, and that's um, that's one of those things that I, I feel like if I were to be there, I would be just stuffing my pockets full of those gingerbread cookies. Um, but not the hot chocolate, obviously, because that would burn. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say, you know, for us, it is one of those things where where the treats are great. Um, and, and coming from the Midwest, where where you have the colder weather, the hot chocolate doesn't do it so so much for us. Um, but it is all part of the overall Disney experience. And, and, you know, you can't say it enough. Nobody does it like Disney does it, um, minus the snow. Uh, I, I can't give them credit for the snow uh, during their holiday celebration. Yeah, that is not snow. No. Um, so, they, they, so they can actually manufacture snow. So, for example, if you've been there before, you could go on, for example, the, uh, the uh, Frozen Adventure, uh, the Frozen Singalong, sorry. Uh, then they kind of do the same thing with the snow during the show. But they try to do that all down Main Street, USA. And if you're from the Midwest, you're going to be very disappointed because that is not snow. No, it's not snow. It's bubbles. Um, it's bubbles and fans. <laughs> it's bubbles and fans. Uh, but I will say, I, I do want to mention one tip if you are going around uh, Christmas time. Um, and we experienced this a lot in our last trip over Christmas. So they actually stop the, the nighttime parades for the Christmas special. Uh, like the week before Christmas, um, it fluctuates a little bit. But the week of Christmas, they do that exact parade during the day. So you don't need the special ticket. You still get to experience the parade. Obviously, it's not dark out, so you don't get to, to see the Christmas lights and some of that aspect right. of it. But you can still experience that exact parade during the daytime with your normal park admission. So that's, that's cool. how we experienced yeah. it on our last trip. Yeah, and that's uh, you know, and that's one thing to call it is the parades. I mean, between these two events, I mean, the, the, the special attention and detail that goes into these parades is huge. Um, the the Boot to You parade, I mean... You, you will see that thing one time and it just gets stuck in your head and by the way uh, they have a brand new projection show as well Disney's Not So Spooky Spectacular and this brings projection shows fireworks shows everything to a whole new level so I'm going to upload that actually I'm going to put the uh, I'm going to put the link in, in this podcast uh, description here you got to check it out. I just showed it to Troy here today before we recorded. And what did you think? I, I will say I have not seen anything that cool, crisp, spectacular in a long time. And, and that's a combination of what Disney has done with this show. Um, I wish we were going down there right now, honestly, to see it in person. Right. Uh, but also following at Insta Disney Dad, you have to see the video, the, the crispness of the video. Uh, you do a tremendous job. So I would say check it out. This is not overhyping it. It is definitely worth the watch. I appreciate it. I'm kind of blushing over here right now. <laughs> so, um, if you want more, if you want more inf information on these events here, um, and if it's your first time actually traveling down there too, I mean, Troy, your first time down there, what would you give as far as a suggestion? Like, if you're a first timer going to Disney, uh, my number one piece of advice to anybody going for the first time: let somebody else do the legwork for you. Um, so. I love At Bell Destinations, um, great to work with, 
great for Disney specifically, but let somebody else take that burden off you from the standpoint of there's so much, there's so much to think through, there's so much to plan out. Let somebody else take that and get everything set so you can enjoy it. You don't want to be burdened by everything that goes into it. You're going to learn while you're there. I've been there too many times to count and I still learn. Um, I like to consider myself an expert, but I am no perfect expert. So my number one piece of advice, let somebody else do the planning for you. Yeah, and that's where, I mean, like like I've said before, even, I mean, Bell Destinations actually does all my planning too. And the amount of ease, I mean, I, I literally just say, I want to go during these dates to this time. Here's kind of my budget. And it can range. I mean, it can vary. I mean, whether it's I'm going to stay at a value resort or I'm going to stay at a deluxe resort, depending on the trip and what I can afford, it's going to vary. And they do such a great job of just kind of coordinating everything for me. All I have to do is show up to the airport, put my uh, Magical Express tags on my luggage, and then head onto the plane, hopefully not checking a bag of candy, you know, on my way there, taking it home with me. But it's just super easy. And I just show up to my room, I bring my backpack or, you know, my checked luggage and my wife and daughter. And next thing I know, we're at the parks and I come back, my luggage is in my room and it's just perfect. I don't have to plan anything. I just show up. It does make it so much easier. Um, But you hit another thing too, is my, my second key piece of advice to people going to Disney for the first time, don't let price influence you. And I know sometimes that's easier said than done, um, but it's going to cost money to go to Disney. Um, So the earlier you plan for it, the earlier you can pay for it. Um, Plan it early, as early as you can. Get it paid for so you're not thinking about that when you get there. All that's done, and if you've worked with somebody to help plan it out, like Bell Destinations, then it's all set. You can truly enjoy it. You're not fretting that stuff when you get there. Get the gift cards, and then be smart about it, too. Go to Target. I'm not endorsed by Target to say this. Use your red card, and you get 5% off of those gift cards. So basically, you get a $100 gift card for... You know, 95 bucks. There's a lot of places that allow you to buy those gift cards for less than face value. Stock up on them. Right, exactly. So that's that's a few things that we uh, wanted to talk about as far as holidays. And I feel like we kind of just kind of jumped all over the place there. But that's what this is for. We're, we're passionate about Disney and we want to tell you as much information as we possibly can. Right now, we're already at about 15 minutes into the podcast. So I have a feeling we're only going to cover probably two topics on this one here. Plus, I have a fun game I want to play with you here today, too, Troy. So I hope you're ready for it. Oh, man, I don't know. We'll find out. All right, so let's move on to topic number two, which is top overrated rides in Disney. And we're just going to limit this to Disney World because I think we need to have a whole entire separate episode for Disneyland. I mean, same same ownership, same same company, but two completely different worlds. And I'm not using that as a pun because of Disney World, but it really is. It is. You, you cannot compare the two. A lot of people do. They compare the rides and how things differ. Uh, but it is two different experiences, um, largely just from the layout and, and how the parks are structured. So, all right, top overrated rides at Disney World. I got it. I'm with you. All right. All right. So what is your number one most overrated ride? And let's start off with Magic Kingdom. All right, so I could just list this off and it wouldn't surprise you. I know it wouldn't, uh, but I I have to clarify just at a high level. I really look at wait time versus how long you're on the ride when I talk about overrated because you can talk about the good and the bad of any ride in any park, but Magic Kingdom, and I would actually say in all of Disney World, my number one overrated ride is Peter Pan's Flight. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like we should share a Mickey bar right now because that is, <laughs> <laughs> we are definitely on the same wavelength on that. 
Peter Pan's flight. Now, I understand the nostalgia to it. I mean, it, it, when, for example, my daughter thought it was fantastic, but I do not understand how people can spend 120 minutes waiting in line to go on that ride. And how long is Peter Pan's flight? Peter Pan's flight's what? Two minutes and 45 seconds long? Yeah, it's, it's definitely not a long ride. So if you want to wait two to three hours for two and a half, three minutes worth of ride time, more power to you. I'm going to get three rides in in the time that you're there. All right. So then let's talk about this. And what's your, since we're already at Magic Kingdom, let's stay in the kingdom here. What's your second most overrated ride? All right. So my second most overrated ride, and I want to clarify, I love Peter Pan's flight. I think everybody should experience it. I feel the same way about my number two. It's a small world is not worth an hour, hour and a half, two hour long wait. Yes, it's about an 11, 12 minute ride all in, uh, maybe 15 minutes if you're stuck there trying to get off when the boats are done. Uh, it's just not worth it. You still have to experience it. Totally. Just don't wait that long to go on the ride. Go there at rope drop. I mean, everyone's rushing to get over to like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train or to get to a character experience or to meet Mickey or Minnie, especially if it's their first time there. Go to that ride. Get out of the way where it's, you know, 20 minute wait, 10 minute wait, whatever it might be. Prades. I mean... You, you and I talked about that, and you said usually we go to that on like when a parade is going. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things where know when people are going to be pulled away, um, and you can do that through through many different tools. Um, we can talk about that another time, but there's, there's plenty of places to look at wait times. Uh, do it when people are going to a parade. But I picked two very kind of nostalgic, slower rides. I think that you have one on your list, knowing you, that might be a more popular ride absolutely so my my top overrated ride other than the ones that uh troy actually mentioned because he and i are pretty on par with that it's a small world has more of a nostalgia factor to me because that's the first ride my daughter ever went on so it's kind of my must do but i no, no way in hell that i will wait <laughs> more than 30 minutes i think is what we talked was our threshold to wait for a ride but seven dwarfs mine train i am sorry I understand that it's a smooth ride, that people enjoy it, and it's got a great storyline, and it's got a lot of cool interactive things while you are waiting for three hours to get on that stupid ride, but once you get on it, it is seriously the fastest two minutes and 30 seconds of your life. And if I had to make my choice between of going on a roller coaster uh, between Seven Doors Mine Train or on um, uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad is going to win every time because Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, and if I remember correctly, I believe that one at least lasts three minutes and 25 seconds long, and it's less popular, so you can get on it all of the time. So that is personally what I would recommend trying to get on, but that's just me. No, actually, I completely agree with you. Um, I love Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, the height building up to it, watching it be built uh, through several trips down there. Uh, it's not worth it. It's cool. And the, the design and, and all aspects of it are, are spot on for Disney. Uh, by the time I was really engrossed in the ride and getting really excited about being on there, it was done. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing about it is, first of all, be smart about your time, too. I mean, when you're at Disney, the days fly by. I mean, like they talk about like your wedding day or you know when you're, when you're going through like one of those big life events, like they say that day will fly by. Well, your time at Disney flies by, too. Like before you know it, your feet are hurting and it's like midnight. By the time you get back to your room. So now that we're almost at 20 minutes, I think we should definitely quickly get to that fire round before we end the show here today. So, Troy, are you ready? Let's do it. Okay, so what I will do is we'll just do a quick test one. Ready? Coke or Pepsi? Ooh, Pepsi. (laughs) Okay, all right. So 
that's our practice round there, and I'm not endorsed by Pepsi or Coke either. I wish I was because neither am I. Don't worry. That w- that would definitely make it a lot easier to go to Disney all of the time if they were paying for me, especially Coca-Cola because that's the official drink. Yeah, which is why it's a hard answer for me to say Pepsi. Yeah, exactly. So, but they're not paying for the episode, so guess what? <laughs> all right, so here we go. Fire out questions. Number one: Epcot or Animal Kingdom? Epcot. Mickey Bar or Mickey Pretzel? Pretzel. Bus or boat? Mm, bus. Sven or Olaf? Olaf. Parade or fireworks? Parade. Staying on or off property? On. Starbucks or Geoffrey's? Ooh, Starbucks. Popcorn or ice cream? Popcorn. Main Street USA or Hollywood Boulevard? Main Street USA. Star Wars or Guardians of the Galaxy? Star Wars. Mickey or Minnie? Both, but I'll say Mickey. Disney World or Disneyland? World. Trading pins or ears? Ears. Ohana or Whispering Canyon? Ohana. Seven Dwarfs or Space Mountain? Space Mountain. Good job, Troy. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I think that's got to bring us to the end of this episode, though. But don't worry. We're going to continue on to episode five. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Once again, thanks for joining me. Episode number four. My guest, Troy Sandy, here joining me here today. As always, make sure you follow me on Instagram at InstaDisneyDad. Also, um... Tell your friends about it, too. We need more followers. We'd like to get people subscribing to the podcast a little bit more. But if you want to be a guest as well, kind of like Troy here, we'd love to have you. You don't have to be in Minnesota or in the Midwest. You don't have to come to the studio. I can actually tap into wherever you're at. And we'll make it sound great for you. But I'd love to talk to you. Love to get you on the show. So let me know. Also, a big special shout out to my friends at Bell Destinations. Planning a trip, like Troy was saying, I mean, don't be one of those people that tries to do it all on your own, especially if it's your first time. Hire someone that knows what they're doing. So give them a call, belldestinations.com, and they'll take care of you. Till then, everyone have a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. We'll see you in episode five.